buying and selling real estate, it can be a tough business to navigate. Sounds like you need some friends in the know. For instance, two longtime Twin Ports real estate professionals who know the ins and outs of the market. This is the Twin Ports Real Estate Show on 610 and FM 103.9 KDAM. Hey, good afternoon, and welcome to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronding and Gary Callagher here from Remax. Gary, good afternoon. Jim, we got a nice warm body and a nice extra warm body in the studio today. You're, yes, uh, I'm here. I'm not in Florida. Yeah, so it's good to see you. Yeah, good it's to been be a couple seen. months. Good to see you, it's been Gary. A couple months since yeah. you've actually been in the studio here. So, yep. Um, so a little it's, bit tanner than most of us up here. Yeah, but, uh, uh, I, I have a pretty good tan rolling, but you know. Yeah, so it's good to be back. Nice weather. What brings you into um, town? What are you doing up here? Uh, well, unfortunately, I had a funeral this last weekend, um, and then this coming weekend, it's my fortieth class reunion. Fortieth class reunion. Forty, and we have a pretty active class. How many people? I mean, Any idea? Uh, I don't know how many will show up. I mean, we had a our class was huge, but I, I'm thinking I'll probably there probably be hundred people there. I would guess. That's, I mean, we have a pretty good, pretty good group. I think we we have a we have a golf tournament on Friday. We have some other things going on on Friday, and I want to say there's maybe five teams of five. So the twenty five people to golf, you know, that's pretty good. Um, so and uh, there's several of my my buds that are this golf match will be a grudge match. So it's all good. Well, there you go. But it's good to be back in the Twin Ports. Yeah. Um, I went through the Superior Remax office, and wow, there's been a lot of changes over there. Um, people are in um, different areas uh, of the office. Um, my old office is now um, taken over by the Dream Team, which is Steve Brayman and Megan Wilson and, and the people that work for them. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it looks great over there. How, how are things at the other places? Well, you know, the uh, London Road office is um, booming. It's, it's very big. I mean, remember, the, uh, the Duluth offices had, had these big renovations earlier this year. Right. Uh, and so they're just they're beautiful offices, and it's, it's good to get in there. But, you know, the agents are coming into the office. You know, you have your lulls where the, um, you, know, you talk to the staff, and there's days that, you know, it's very slow where there's not a lot of agents. Uh, then there's days where it's just buzzing, a lot of stuff going on. So, um you know, we have, you know, with agents, we have agents that can, can have a, an office or they can be mobile. You don't have an office, you know. Right. And we have a lot of that going on where you have what we call a mobile agent and uh, um, they don't have a desk. They can come in. They have workspaces that they can sit at. Um, so it's, it's um, uh, I think the real estate market for as busy as we've been this year, it's, um, you know, agents are out and about and they're, they just... Um, uh, and with all the technology that we have, Jim, it's sometimes you you just don't make it to the office. I mean, there's times where I'm not in the office for a week, ten days, or whatever, just simply because. Yeah. No need to. You don't need to. Yeah. Everything that we do is, it's uh, paperless, basically. Yes. I mean, uh, how, how many how many offers do you physically get signed anymore? I think I've done two this year. And everything else is electronic signature. Electronic signatures and. Um, Boy, I, I don't know about you, but I love electronic signatures. Well, so do I, because also um, you know that the customer gets a copy 
of everything they've signed. So, you know, that's been delivered. It can be, you know, and it, it's part of the law, of course. We have to provide everybody with copies of everything that, a true and original copy of everything that they're, um, they're signing. So uh, the electronic signatures, once they sign it, it sends them an email and go, here's what you just signed. So that part is done. And, um, you know, people can sign at any time from any place, basically from, you know, your phone. Uh, and it just makes it really, really convenient. And um, I think that there's a – the office that I have down in Florida, if you have a wet signature on something, they're like, what's up with this? <laughs> like, can I handwrite it anymore? They go, nobody hands write anything. You know, like – and we had a commission disbursement down there, you know, my, my first commission disbursement, which was a while back now, but – I hand wrote the payout. They're like, you don't handwrite these. <laughs> so I had to go back and I had to input it on a computer. So it's like, okay, sorry. Well, you know, these the you know the, the changes that we've experienced in the last, you know, since I started real estate, it's just phenomenal and you know, we've gone from you know, where we used to write everything out and we'd be doing everything and uh, running around, we have to jump in our car and go get signatures right. whenever, just because that's the way it worked. To and e- but everybody, I think, was a little bit more laid back in today's world. Everybody is just like, boom, you know, we want it now, we got to have it now. Yeah. And the consumers, the agents, I know I'm like that. I'm very uh, when I have an offer, you know, you work to get these things signed, and having the ability to do these electronic signatures, Jim, has really changed and how quickly we can do things but you know on a sunday afternoon if you got got to get an initial it's just so nice to be able to say let me email it over to you i'll get it taken care of we don't have to jump in our cars we don't have to run around and do that uh and so the uh, uh the te- technology changes that have occurred in our marketplace is just uh um it, it it just made life a lot easier but it's also a lot quicker it when is, it comes yeah. to the real estate transaction and so um well, speaking of technology, I have a question for you. How have the Zestimates and the other estimates uh, that people can get, pull up online on their own, how have they improved in their accuracy? Are they getting closer up here? Because they're getting very close down in Florida. You know, we have had – I'm not a really big Zillow fan right at the Oh, I'm not, I'm not a fan at it's, all. <laughs> and the Zestimates, I don't – to be honest with you, I don't really – Look okay. at them. I mean, I to me the the online portal. I, I think Zillow's peaked personally, and the difficulties that we have with that particular site is just like it's, it's not worth it. And I've become a real a real big Realtor dot com fan. Um, truly, is still seems to be okay, even though it's owned by Zillow um, and Homes dot com. Those are good sites. And then just basically, Jim, if you go to Google and type in an address, right. You know, you'll see where it comes up. You exactly. Know, so that's what I'm at. I mean, you know, Remax.com as well. Yeah. I mean, but any of these, I mean, do you remember uh, there would be sometimes there'd be wild differences between some of them? But yeah. I'm finding that they're getting pretty close on some of the stuff. But yet, I don't think anybody can predict what was going on in this market, even the analytics. You know, when people were offering so much over asking price on so many of these properties, um, you know, but. Uh, I think in a normal market, when things calm down, I think that's going to be maybe it's going to be pretty accurate. So, well, I hope so. You know, the data and and how that all the data is delivered and everything. You know, we used to have this thing called the List Hub, where all the data would right. go in and it right. would distribute it out to all these portals. And I'm not really sure if that exists anymore. I think it does, but I'm not. It it, it does. It, it, 
and they might have renamed it or something, but I, I know what you're talking about. I don't know too much about that. I just know that it gets up there within like 15 minutes. You put a listing in and, you know, 15 minutes later, it, it's on the web. Well, you know? I'll give you a quick example. I had a new listing last week and um, got on the market. We're getting showings on it. And uh, all of a sudden I, I get a call. And, you know, this stuff is supposed to happen automatically. So, right. you know, you give it to your staff. Our staff takes care of it and it just happens. And the seller says, hey, um, my house isn't on Zillow. I'm like, what? It was on every single other site yeah. but Zillow. And I'm like, well, how does that happen? Did you ever figure it out? Yeah, we figured it out, you know, but our, our tech support down in the cities had to deal with it. And, you know, why that happened, I just don't, um, I don't know. So well, I, I'm not a real big Zillow fan. Well, you know, one of the other problems that I had on Zillow is that um, the listing down there, uh, and these people had, it was basically a flip, right? I mean, these people had gone into a, a dilapidated property, done all kinds of uh, improvements, and it turned out to be quite nice. And like the, for example, the the Google Drive by, you know, whatever. Um, when you go to the Street View online, right? <laughs> it was it was night and day how it looked because it was all overgrown when they bought it. There was just it, it, it was a tropical jungle in front of this place and they cleaned it all up and everything looked looked very good and um when it populated on zillow a lot of old photos got thrown in to my listing like it was so let's say i had 35 photos on there um and i don't remember what the max is but some of those photos were those old photos, yeah. <laughs> including including the front view and like, what's going on here? You know, why are you pulling this old data, these old photos? And um, so I, I really don't understand it still to this day, but um, I know that they got it, they kind of got it fixed, so those didn't show up anymore. Well, um, of, but I my... didn't do it. I mean, can you imagine how much work is that to get a hold of a big company like that and say, hey, by the way, you know, on this microcosm well, we shouldn't have of it. Why are all the other sides doing it and this one isn't? And actually, one of our local, a local person here actually worked for Zillow. And um, he's a friend of my son's. They went to school together. And he was yeah. one of their sales reps. And, um, you know, he's back in town. And I was talking to my son. And I said, so, hey, what's, what's Joe doing, you know, and everything? He said, oh, he quit Zillow. I said, he quit Zillow. I said, I thought he was doing well. He said, yeah, it was. But he said it got, it got to be too much. He said the pressure that these sales reps have on him is phenomenal. He, he just didn't want to do it anymore. Right. You know, and there's their superiors or supervisors are calling them. They're beating down on him, and they're just like, he's just like, it's not worth it. You know, so he's back in town here, and and he had been working for them for several years. Wow. Well, I mean, I believe that because boy, when they called us, there was pressure. It's like, no, I'm not. I'm not going to do this and folks if you're wondering what we're i mean we could pay for extra services you know leads that they provide on listings and stuff and and um organically if i have a listing um i get enough activity off of it um the activity that it gets there off of zillow and off of realtor.com that may go to another realtor but it's still there it's still getting activity um and i just choose not to pay for the extra service because it, it in the end i don't think it turns out to be worthwhile so, um, but Realtor.com, like you said, I think I have I have a lot more respect for that. 
Well, they um, do a good job. There's a lot. They yeah. do. They they populate very quickly, and so having that as uh, and and the other sites too. I mean, in, in, all the major brokerages they have their own sites, and all of these listings get populated on there. So it's um uh, it's just always interesting why we have so much trouble with Zillow. There, there you go. All right, folks, we're on our first break here. You're tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show, and we'll be right back. You're not having regular help. Yeah. Oh, it's recording over. From Remax, I'm in Florida. Um, and you can still reach me at my 218 number, 218-348-7653. And Gary, how about your number? I'm at 218-390-0615. And I want to put a shout out there, Jim, because I've got some buyers that we can't find anything for. And we're looking for a couple of things. Uh, lakefront property, um, riverfront property. Uh, or any type of rural property, and this particular buyer uh, can spend up to, uh, uh, you know, five hundred thousand plus. And so, if uh, anybody has anything like that, and and you're you're considering selling it, and maybe you don't want to work on a on a what we call a one time showing, um, give me a call again two one eight three nine zero zero six one five. And then the other big thing that that we're looking for are uh, income properties, and uh, have a couple of buyers that are actually looking and if there's something out there that you have and you want to consider selling it on a one-time showing uh, please give a call and um, uh, we can help out or anything in that anybody has that is uh, I got some some buyers that are looking east they want to be in the eastern markets mm-hmm. and um, uh, up to about 300,000 We've written some offers on some of these houses. So, again, if you're interested and uh, you want to do a, a quick one-time showing on these things, uh, give me a call. Thank you. Yeah, and I think one thing you should add on to there, but the, they could probably figure this out, is that all those inquiries have to be confidential. Yes. I mean, even if it wasn't the law, you would keep it confidential anyway. So, <clears throat> Jim, mortgage yes. interest rates. They went up. Oh, boy, did they go up. Last week we were talking about how they've just gone down. And this week they're up, and and those conventional thirty-year uh, fixed rates, Jim, they were at two point nine nine percent last week, and this week uh, they're at three point one two five. So yeah. uh, that that's quite a jump. And the the FHA thirty-year convention or thirty-year FHA fixed term was at three point one two five last week. This week it's at three point five. Wow! Really? Uh, yes. The VA thirty-year term is. Um, was at 3.125 last week, and that hasn't changed. That's still also at 3.125. So, um, you know, what is going to happen with these interest rates? You know, we've, we've been talking about this and that, that you know, we did the predictions, you know, around the, the in the first quarter of the year, and all of these experts came out and they said they fully expect these mortgage interest rates to go up in the second half of the year. We're certainly into the second half of the year right now. They came down. And they went back under three percent. There was a big surge in the in the uh, refinancing, um, but um, as as we move into the rest of the year, Jim, give me your official prognostication on the on the interest rates. Yes. Um, <clears throat> well, they already started to go up. I, I, I ultimately I think that the interest rates are going to have to go up. Um, and everybody should remember that you and I have been absolutely positively directly wrong on predicting these kinds of things. So when I say I think they're going to go up, that should mean good news, <laughs> and they won't. 
But I just don't know how long they can prop this these things up. You know, the economy, all the money that we're borrowing to get through COVID. All this, there's so many different layers to the economy. I just I just don't know how long they can keep it up. So I think the rates are going to go up. I I hope it's gradual, like it seems to be. Um, I realize that they want to keep the economy going, but you're going to have to let things adjust too. And I also think that um, it's very interesting that what we were talking about last week with buyers are just getting sick of being in bidding wars and um, just this is saying, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to take it anymore. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to readjust my plans and wait until um, either there's a breath in the market and a lot of people have exited the market or if things, you know, start to stabilize at least, you know, as far as these, you know, skyrocketing prices, you know, year over year has been crazy. So, well, I the volatility in these interest rates is 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 something that I'm just not um, I'm really not sure what they're going to do, how it's all going to be, and <coughs> and so um, uh, ultimately, what happens, I don't know, but I got to believe that these experts were right, and they're going to go up, but um, how they go up. How extreme it is, what happens, I don't know. But I, I always keep going back to this too, Jim, and we've talked about this as well. These, the number of millennials that are coming into the marketplace <coughs> are, um, um, you know, we're, we're in that five million new millennials are going to be turning the age thirty every year for the next five years. Right. And so, uh, how that affects the market, and, and you know what happens, I don't know. It's very interesting. Um, I do remember millennials. You know, this is always a, this comes up several times. I know, but <clears throat> I do remember when we were reporting on an article that said millennials don't want your old house. And <coughs> excuse me, our comment was, "Wait till they have kids." <coughs> Sorry, I just got a cough. Well, they're all turning thirty, and um... all right, Gary, we're back here. So we're talking about the interest rates, and low interest rates are going to keep the housing going for for sure for a long period of time. Whether it'll hang out as low interest rates, will will only time will tell, right? Well, the the one thing that I'm really surprised by, especially locally here, Jim, is the high end market. I mean, there are so many. I've never seen the activity on this on these million dollar plus homes uh, in this market than what we're dealing with right now. So that coupled with the uh, uh, the people that are moving into this area, and remember, we're having some of these natural disasters again. These fires that are going on in, in Canada and um, and the um, uh, on the west coast as well in California again this year. I think you're going to see another surge of people. I mean, these wildfires that we had that were affecting us up here, um, you know, as short as a couple of weeks ago. You mean the smoke? The smoke, yeah. Right. The this was like phenomenal, Jim. I, I don't, you know, this affected me. I mean, I'm a big biker, and I had been biking in this stuff, and I didn't realize how bad the smoke was for you when you're out working in it, especially as you're older. And uh, you know, I'll tell you something. I got to the point where. I felt like I was, I mean, I had to go to the doctor. I felt really you know, like my upper chest was was just 
I just want to say I felt like I was going to have a heart attack, and it really scared the daylights out of me. And so I ran down to the doctor. I had my blood pressure checked. They took some blood samples, and uh, and uh, you know he called me up and he said, "Listen, I think uh, this air quality index." Um, How bad did it get? I mean, it was bad. It was really bad. And I started reading about this, and I'm I. You know, I'm looking at it, I'm like, my God, this air quality stuff can affect, it can trigger a yeah. heart attack. I mean, it can do stuff to you that I really didn't realize. And we really don't have this issue up here. So the fact that this put me out of commission for about six days where I couldn't go outside and work out or do anything and really scared the daylights out of me. So I think it's it's a significant issue. And uh, the fact that we had this experience with it this summer to me really brings it home is, you know, um, you know, and and then you you look at this and you say, California's been dealing with this for every year for yeah. years. They go through this like annually, Oregon, Washington, uh, and so how many times do you go through this before you say enough is enough? I just I can't deal with it anymore. And so I do think that this, this. Well, you and I both have had people that say we we've sold them properties coming out of California. Said I just. You know, one of the reasons is they just can't stand the smoke anymore. They can't stand what's going on with the fires. And and it is a big issue. And to have this happen to you every year, uh, it wears you out. And so, I mean, if we had to deal with this up here and on an annual basis, I got to tell you, the way that it affected me, I would really seriously consider about having to make a change. Right. Because um, it was pretty scary. So... Um, how how that affects the real estate market here and how many people keep moving up here because of that, I still think it remains to be seen. But um, our local Twin Ports market, Jim, is doing so well, and I think it's eased up a little bit, but it's still active, and there's still a lot of stuff going on. And uh, um, keep our fingers crossed that it's, it, it's stable and that um, um, ultimately what happens with with the real estate market here and the interest rates, uh, boy, I just don't see us. I don't see us slowing down a lot up here in the Twin Ports. I right. really don't. I mean, with everything that's going on, I think the, you're right. I think it would have to be it'd have to be a national impact first, and the Twin Ports would probably catch up, you know, to the downturn slower than some other places. You know, like the the places that are really spiking. Um, last recession and thing i think i think there'd have to be some bigger impact before it affected here because of everything you're saying yeah but the other two the other thing to remember this mark the, the other market up here that is just so tight is the rental market right try to find an apartment up here you know and we have we have a wide variety of rental rates but it's this is not this has become a very expensive town to rent right and you can it has been for years i thought i mean i was very surprised even 10 years ago what people were getting for rents in duluth you know, I mean, it, and, and now I know it's a lot higher than that, but I, geez. Well, it it's a tight market, and I know we'll have people that will call us and ask us to help them find a rental. And we typically don't do that, but, you know, sometimes you hear about it. Our agents have rental properties, and, you know, you'll hear about this and that or whatever. Um, but I'm really surprised at the the strength of the people that are calling about rentals. And then here's the here's the big question that I that I'm hearing from people is or here's the big concern. They're saying, you know, it's like there's a gap. You know, you can you can get a rental for seven, eight hundred dollars a month. Right. But then these other units that are other, some of the newer ones, 
you could spend two, three grand a month oh, yeah. on rentals, and in some cases, more. Uh, and so I'm like, boy, is this market really that strong? And then you look at like Bluestone up over the hill. They're building a whole nother building. They've right. got a whole nother phase going up. Then you have the 200 units going down right next to the uh, medical center that they're building. And so we just seem to be kind of in a perfect storm here in the Twin Ports about that. And and then across the bridge, Jim, over in Superior. Yeah. You're looking at, at look at the units that they've built over there for rentals. Right, on the old um, central school site i heard that some of those are going for over two thousand dollars a month you know and they're pretty big corner like that would be a big corner unit on the upper floor i guess but i've never been in in any of those but uh yeah that's that's unheard of numbers as far as i can you know remember for sure so we have a lot of good things going on how the interest rates will impact that i certainly don't know but um um we'll certainly keep an eye on it yeah, well, I think the, the medical the medical f- plant that's being built here um, is uh, a big driver in everything that's going on around here because the impact that that's going to have when it's open is going to be insane, um, and it's already having a huge impact because all these contractors are, you know, they're taking all of the rentals, a lot of them. You know what I'm saying? And and there are contractors that are coming up here to work. And they'll share this. I've I've heard this from other other well, people Enbridge in the too. office. You know, you've got the pipeline, people right? The pipe, yeah. So they'll, they'll, there'll be there'll be um, two or three to a to a place, and uh, they'll they'll pitch in and pay. And and um, some of those pipeline workers and stuff. I mean, they make some pretty good change when it comes to you know earning a living. So I think that um, they they can afford. To pay what's needed to be paid and, and and market rate and that everything like that drives the prices up. Well, it's good to see it, and I hope it continues. I know that the market has eased a little bit, and uh, like I said, I put a new listing on the market last week, and boy, it was a couple of days. We didn't, no calls, no nothing. Oh yeah, nothing. Then it picked up. You know, but it, but I was a little surprised, and we we did get an offer. It is pending, but uh, but then I was out in the marketplace showing uh, some of these houses, and I was in one uh, was in a number of houses on Saturday, and th- th- there was a new listing. And it was just a really ne- neat house, and the sale price was like two seventy four nine. Right, and these buyers uh, were, are moving up here from the Twin Cities. We went in. It was the first house we looked at. Yeah, they fell in love with it, and. So they wanted to write an offer on it. I called the agent and I said, can you tell me how many offers? He said, we have a lot. I said, do you have 10? He goes, not yet. So uh, we wrote our offer and we we went quite a bit over. We yeah. went over 300000 And um, uh, we we asked for the inspection and we, we said that we would pay the difference in the appraisal, but the buyers wanted the inspection. And, and the buyer said, well, what do you think? And I said, I think this house is going to go for more than that. And they just weren't comfortable offering any right. more than they did. But they made a really good offer. And and so, you know, we got the, the offer to the agent and he called me and he asked me some questions to clarify some things in the in the purchase agreement. Uh, and then the, the next morning, it was about noon that I heard um, they went with a, another offer. Wow. So I wouldn't be surprised if that house went for about 50000 over 
uh, the list price. Right. It, it was that nice. And so... Um, hey, have you looked at the percentage of cash sales in the Twin Ports lately? No, I, I haven't. I bet it's extremely higher than it was in, in previous years, right? I'll bet it's it's way up there. Usually we run about a 15, 16% right. cash market. Yep. So... Um, but people are making ways... People are making ways to come up with cash. You know, I mean, there's a lot of parents helping out. I mean, I, I see that. And uh, there's a lot of people selling their houses to cash in on this market. Exactly, too. Yeah, they end up with cash to move on. But yeah, so it's 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 a very interesting market. And uh, so you, they didn't get this house. No. Um, any luck finding anything new? No, there's a couple. We've been doing some video tours here. Because um, they have, you know, they work in, in the Twin Cities, and, and they and they're going to move up here. They they're allowed to work remotely for their jobs, um, but but boy, the excitement of these these people wanting to get up here and be by that lake, um, you know that big lake out there, right? Yeah, I know the one. <laughs> they're just so excited about it. Yeah, and I mean that's their terminology. We're so excited to get up there and be by that lake, and and so. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's it's a decent market. But then the other thing, Jim, is I'm going into houses that have come into the marketplace, and they're you know in the last week, and they're still on the market. In some of the houses that we looked at, yep. they're still there. And so I think some of these these uh, there was another house that we went into, interesting. And I, and I think you're gonna have to save that one until after our break, folks. We got to take a break here. We'll be right back. You're tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronding and Gary Callagher here from Remax. And folks, if you want to buy a house down in Florida or, or if you have one down there to sell, I've run into that too. People from here have properties everywhere, it seems. Um, give me a call, 218-348-7653. And Gary, how about your digits? Yeah, I'm at 218-390-0615. And again, looking for lake property, river property, multifamily units, Um have active buyers looking for these houses, uh, houses that are in the um, uh, eastern part of Duluth. If you have a view of the lake, that's great. Um, give me a call, Jim. And we were talking about um, these buyers that have been working with from the Twin Cities, and, and yeah. they were up here over the weekend. And we found this house. It, it, it hit the market on Saturday, and we just happened to be sitting in my office. And I said, well, let's try to get in there. We did. And we went down there. It was a great house. They fell in love with it. And they wanted to write an offer. And you know, when people not being from the area, they don't they don't know a lot of like the the dynamics of right. You know, and and a lot of people just don't look at, at this. And I pointed out to them this neighbor's house, and it was just junk. And I looked and I said, you know, that that's a college rental. <laughs> wow. And then the one next to it is a college rental. And the yep. one after that's a college rental. And then the ones on the upper side are a college rental. And I said, does that matter to you? And the guy looked at me and he said, well, well, well. And I said, you're sitting in your house on a Friday night. All of a sudden you got parties going on. You got yelling. You got screaming. And it goes all night and into the morning. And he said, yeah, that kind of matters to us. And so they didn't make an offer on this one, and they they were going to. But but you know what, Jim? When you look at these houses, I would I would feel so bad. And the other thing is, I looked at the history of this house, and yeah. and the people had just bought it. Oh, they'd been in there, I think, less than a year, 
And I'm like, I know why they're selling this house. I know why they're selling this house. And so they declined to move forward on it. Um, but um, I got the notice from the agent that there were multiple offers on it. And I'm thinking to myself, I feel sorry for whoever buys that house because they were asking. They bought this thing a year ago. Yeah. And they were asking about $50,000 over what they paid for it. Wow. And like these next people are going to get in there and it's going to be the same thing. And and last year there was probably, when they bought it, they were probably one of many offers on it as well. I mean, it, it's just, think of that. That's that's big numbers. Yeah. That's big numbers. The appreciation in, in one year is phenomenal. We cannot, the pace can't be kept. We already know that. But we'll see what's going to happen. I, um, <clears throat> it's very interest, interesting and I think interest rates are going to, are going to dictate what's going to happen. So we'll we'll watch and see if those things still go up. Gary, <clears throat> are we ready to move on? Yes. In- interesting article. Kind of sad, you know. You haven't you haven't heard about um, <clears throat> you haven't heard about race for a while. At least I haven't heard about any big problems going on. But did you read about what happened in Michigan? No. There was a there was a black real estate agent showing some black clients a house and the neighbor called the police for a break-in and they made them exit the house single file put their hands in the air and then they handcuffed them before they pulled out information that he was a real estate agent and he had key and he had a lockbox and then they undid the handcuffs and apologize, and um, they obviously thought that it was going to be done there, and it looks like it's going to be heating up. I think there's going to be a lawsuit um, going on, but it's it's kind of crazy, I guess. I mean, to me, broad daylight, houses for sale, I just, you know, I don't get it. Um, it just seems like to put the handcuffs on these people as they're walking out of the house with their arms in the ear, I'm a realtor. I'm showing the house. Nope, we're going to put you in cuffs first before we let you prove that. That just seems extreme to me. How does that seem to you? Well, yeah, I mean, that. I feel sorry for the neighbor at this point. That neighbor, you know, there's nothing that can be worse, Jim, than a nosy neighbor. And yeah. they should be minding their own business. I mean, yes, I think everybody's concerned and and. Who knows what the demographics of the area were? We certainly don't. But that seems a little extreme if you know the house is on the well, market. The pol- you got an agent. Yeah. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me either. But Well, um, and, and according to the article, the police were following protocol. Well, if that's protocol, you got to change it. Because that, that's stupid right there. That's stupid. They have their hands in the air. You know, grab the guy's business card out of his lapel, see his picture on it, and say, okay, hi, you're a real estate agent. I'm very sorry. You know, but no, they had to handcuff him, and including, including. So it was it was a real estate agent, a gentleman, and his son, and they handcuffed the son too, um, who I think was um, you know like seventeen or something like that. So I don't know, it's a crazy world, crazy world. There's much better real estate news out there than that, but that's the kind of that's the one that's hitting the the uh, the headlines um, and it's made national news. So, Jim, there's a website out there that posts weekly about the oldest houses on the market every week. Yep. And one hit the market, uh, and I read it, the article um, 
this week. And all of all of these houses are on the east north in the northeast section of the country. Okay. And this house, I think it was in Massachusetts. <coughs> it was built in seventeen twenty. Wow. Seventeen twenty. I mean, when we see houses here in the eight that are built in the eighteen hundreds, that's that's early, and I think the oldest house that we have here is probably like 1850, 1860, and that's all in the Fond du Lac area, right off the St. Louis Where River. Where was it, in Plymouth? No, it wasn't Plymouth. I, the, the, <laughs> the name of the city escapes me. But then I started going through this the, the list, the top 10 list, and all of them were built in the 1700s, and they were either in Massachusetts, or, right. uh, Connecticut, there was one in New York, there was one in New Jersey, uh, but they were all built in the 1700s. Can well, you imagine going into a house like that? I'd love to see what the foundation looks like. I still remember when this old house came out. It was the very first home improvement show anywhere of any kind, and it was on PBS. And, you know, they always worked out on the East Coast. And I remember them working on some houses that were built, you know, in the in the early 1800s. And the interesting things that they would find because of the way that they were constructed back then. So, yeah, that's that's amazing, though. So... How would a home inspection go there, do you suppose? Well, the foundation, I mean, I know what we deal with here on these houses that were built in the 1800s. And, and you're, you're, you see these foundations, Jim, and, and, and a lot of them are these like lake stone. And they put the mortar in between them. And, and some of the mortar can start to disintegrate on there. You can stick your finger on it and, and yep. rub it and it comes out. So having, I'd love to see some of the, the foundations on, on these houses that were built in the 1700s and, and what people did for their foundations back then. Um, but and Can you imagine, I mean, <clears throat> going to get a permit to do some improvements to a house that was built in 1720? Are they going to let you? I mean, is there going to be a committee there to say, okay, what are you doing? You know, I mean, I don't, wouldn't these all be on the historic register? Well. Or they could be, for sure. They, but. they certainly should qualify for it, but th- you're talking 300 years. Yeah. 300, 300, over 300 years. Yes. And we just don't see that. So I would love to see something like that. Um, but this, it's a really interesting site that uh, posts these. And uh, um, yeah. So what did this house sell for? Do you remember? No, I didn't. I You know, I don't even remember what the list price was. It was several hundred thousand dollars, but. Um, um, they they just it was they were new listings. They post these listings of these oldest houses every week, and so it it um, it hadn't sold. Um, but um, interesting to see that, and and I would be curious as as you get into like the state of Virginia or Maryland, uh, the Carolinas, those types of things. I mean, there's a lot of history down there, and 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 those you know you take the the original thirteen states. Uh, and and some of the housing that yep. um, uh, pe- people built back then, um, I'd love to be able to go view some of them. I would like to go and see some of those as well. Yeah, we got about two minutes left. Um, so, <clears throat> what are you finding? Are there way more buyers now than sellers still, or do you do you think that or do you feel buyers kind of being hesitant about the market? I think there's certainly more buyers than there are sellers. Right. I mean, I still think there's energy. But do you feel in the that market. hesitancy is like I'm just not yes. going to? Yeah, 
Yeah, and I think people are are going into these houses. And the, the, the one thing that I am seeing is I'm seeing a lot of houses that have sold within the last, say, two years come, and they on, come the back market. on Yep. And they and I think people are trying to cash in on this market, right? And and uh, you know sell it. So you're you're seeing houses that are have these prices for this marketplace, but the house doesn't necessarily warrant it. And I was in one earlier this week again, and it was a small house. It was almost two hundred and forty thousand dollars, and I and I kept thinking to myself, $240,000. And I'm always worried about this stuff because if somebody gets into one of these houses and they got to sell within a, a couple of years, what's going to happen if the market right. corrects itself? So I'm very cautious about that type of stuff and uh, uh, trying to uh, you know keep people aware of that, that type of stuff. And so... Um, but that mar- that house isn't selling. I mean, it's still on the market. And it's- That's a fun one to predict the future of the market, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> Flip a coin on that one, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's... Uh- it's a tough call, um, but yeah, it's 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 a conversation that we have a lot, and uh, it, it, it comes down to the same thing. You know, if, if if we have a market correction, we're all in the same situation. So uh, there's a certain amount of risk, no matter what you invest in. So I think the house where you can live and and raise your children is is even if you have a little downturn in a year or two, it's still going to be worthwhile investment because you're going to have to have it. All right, Gary, we're on our break here. So, folks, you're tuned in to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show, and we'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show, our last little segment to finish it up here. Jim Ronding and Gary Callagher from REMAX. And, folks, if you want to reach me for a house in Florida, give me a call, 218-348-7653. And, Gary? 218-390-0615. All right, you want to talk about a couple of new listings? Yeah, a couple of listings here, Jim. Um, 7031 Rice Lake Road. Can you guess what that is? 7031 Rice Lake Road. Right before the bridge that crosses Island Lake on Rice Lake Road. Is it commercial? Yes. Uh, storage. The old Porky's truck stop. Oh, okay, okay. That's it's been for sale, but they've reduced the price on this now. And the um, this building was built so well. I mean, this building was constructed well. It was insulated well. Uh, there's a lot of the the personal property from the business that that is still there at the building. And uh, the owner is motivated. He wants to sell this. Uh, the the um, uh, we're currently on the market for three hundred eighty five thousand dollars. And so, if you have any interest in in you know owning that convenience store, there's gas pumps there. Uh, I think it would need the new gas pumps, but there's also a two bedroom rental uh, above that as well. So, um, a great opportunity. There was live bait. There was uh, off sale liquor there. Um, and what a location for that! A great location for it as well. So, seventy thirty one Rice Lake Road. Uh, and then another one, Jim. I've got a single family home up in in Midway. The Midway area uh and it's at 2702 midway midway road and um this is a uh, like a 1960 style um <coughs> brick ranch rambler it's about six acres of land the land is absolutely gorgeous it's a um two-bedroom home it's a little dated needs a little update it's got hardwood floors it's got some of the old carpet in it but well built well constructed and um that's currently on on the market for $260,000, and the seller is putting in a new septic system. So if you have interest in seeing any of those, again, 218-390-0615. 
Are you seeing a lot of country properties that need to have septic systems updated? Uh, not a lot of them, but it's, it's kind of caught up. Yeah, well, they you know you check them out. You know, but the important thing is that the people get these inspection reports done, you know, before they put them on the market. I mean, some people don't do that, but I think you know in St. Louis County you need to know the status of the septic system, and um, you know this one on on Midway Road, it um, it was non-compliant. And maybe this has got to be updated within two years, and so. Well, septic requirements are rolling through Douglas County as well, so they're doing it a little bit different. It's not point of sale. Um, they were doing it, um, you know, kind of an area by an area in the county, where you'd have to have an inspection and show compliance. Um, so I think it's 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 everywhere. So Gary, we got time to give out phone numbers one more time, and then we're gonna get out of here. Two one eight three nine zero zero six one five. And my number is 218-348-7653. Thanks a lot for listening to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. And uh, Gary and I, right, happy weekend, everybody. Have a good weekend, and we'll see you next week.